in this message titled manifold grace of god pastor speaks on the enabling grace healing grace beautifying grace financial grace and grace for the supernatural this message explains that you can move effectively in every realm because of the grace of god hallelujah amen praise be to the name of jesus 1 peter chapter 4 verse 10 we heard an amazing word amen as every man has received the gift even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of god the manifold grace of god amen, amen. hallelujah we have come to the 7th month how many of you are grateful to jesus for his grace that has carried you thus far we didn't make it on our own it is his grace hallelujah amen you know tonight what i feel inspired in my heart is to speak to you about the manifold grace of god a little bit you heard sino when he preached so sometimes you might it might seem like as if i'm repeating but i don't have a problem repeating great men of god <laughs> amen there is the saving grace how many of you enjoy the saving grace of god when you're born again when by faith jesus comes into your life amen and you know you become a new creature by the grace of god you heard about the enabling grace everyone who is saved is enabled or god gives them a vocation a work to do for his glory and god has to enable you to do it there is an enabling grace there is healing grace I mean, can you believe that somebody can actually pray in the name of jesus and cancer can disappear what is that man got in his hand that can make a cancer disappear or you can look at a man in a wheelchair and say come out the man suddenly starts up and gets up walking what is there in his voice that can make that man get up from that wheelchair that is what is called a healing grace the grace of god there is a grace that works upon people to you know there is a grace that beautifies the church sanctifying grace there's a grace that beautifies your life my life have you seen some people they look so beautiful some sometimes god creates them that way and the more they in their life journey they when they recognize it is a blessing from god and begin to glorify god i've seen that that beauty being enhanced as the years go by but people who think they made it beautiful by themselves losing it along the journey maybe somebody is graced with beauty somebody else is graced with character is grace manifold grace of god the grace factor somebody is graced with great character do you know that all beautiful men or women don't get married because they're nice to look at but they're not good to be married to <laughs> because you want somebody with character you want somebody with marital grace manifold means 
multi-dimensional. The word says in James 4, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Which means if you are lacking in grace, God can give you the moment you are humble. You can grow in grace. 2 Peter 3 verse 18. You can grow in the grace of God. So grace is something that you can grow in. If you're lacking grace in some area of your life, you can say, Lord, I need the grace. Grace to be beautiful. Grace to have a great character. Grace to move in the healing anointing. Grace to move. It's the grace. My spiritual father had a strong grace. Just to look at somebody who was demon possessed and the demon would manifest and come out. Grace. He could do it by having a cup of tea. He was not sweating and raising his voice and shouting forth and saying, Ah, no. That's a grace. If you are hearing this word and you're receiving it with a good heart and staying humble, the manifold grace of God will be manifesting forth into your life the more and more you begin to ask Him. There's a grace that carries favor. There are people who just like you. That's, that's what's called favor. There are people who try to get everybody to like them. They try to be nice to people. They don't like. And those people don't respond or like them. They try to be rude to those people. Still you don't get like from them. <laughs> Likeableness is a, is a product of favor. And that's the grace of God. Some people you just like. People enjoy sometimes kindness of others and goodness of others because they carry a grace. There is no reason why you should be agitated, upset, envious and be mad because you can move into that same grace if you recognize that grace in somebody else and says, Lord, I need that grace in my life too. And ask God for it. But during these seven months and through all of our lives, I have recognized from God's word, there is a grace that is called preserving grace. It's divine protection. No witchcraft, magic or evil done against you. It just doesn't, it just doesn't affect you at all. There are people who are moving from one 40 day fast to another 40 days fast because they are always in battle. They have been attacked on all sides, spiritually and in every way. And there are people who attacked more than them. And who got a smile on their face, you know why? Because there's a great of grace of preservation working in their lives. Lift your hand and say, grace to preserve me, Lord. Grace to preserve me. Amen. Amen. Grace we know is free gift, not merited. Grace empowers you. Grace enables you. Amen. See, God gives you grace in one area of your life and sees how you respond to that. What happens to most people is they receive grace in one side and then they begin suddenly become arrogant and proud and God can't give them more grace. They suddenly become know-it-all. And they don't even recognize that. Because God always gives grace to the humble. So God gives you a grace and then watches to see how you deal with it. Whether it be health, whether it be wealth, there is a financial grace. God begins to prosper you. God begins to prosper you so much that you know it is God. 
I'm not saying don't work, just sit there. No. Definitely you work. You know, 1 Corinthians 15, 10, Paul said, I labor, but not I, but the grace of God within me. So labor is there in that grace. But you're not saying, okay, it is through my sweat. It is through my hard work. It is through my effort that I got all this. Through my degrees, through what? No, no, no. You recognize it was God who enabled you. You don't receive grace and waste it. Only people who value it begin to enjoy more of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes to value the grace of God in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. The manifold grace of God. Can you imagine? There's a, there is a financial grace. You know, I was looking at the scripture here in 1 Chronicles. Uh, and there's a grace for business, I believe that. There's a grace for business. Second Corinthians chapter 9. We, we've gone through the scriptures, but Second Corinthians chapter 9 verses 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. All grace, that you having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. But look at the preceding verse. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. It's speaking about giving. And says the seventh verse, Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. In other words, God is saying, for you to tap into that grace, giving. Even giving is a part of just you having access to that grace. And it says there, it's just not about giving, but how you give. A cheerful giver. Somebody who is with thanksgiving in his heart saying, Lord, you gave this to me. I'm giving it back to you. You gave me this life. Let me spend it for you. You gave me this health. Let me use it for your glory. You gave me this look, let me glorify you with that. You gave me this finances, let me give it for your glory, Lord. And the attitude, a cheerful giver, not grudgingly, not like, oh God, every time a preacher preaches on this, I get mad, you know, it looks like all preachers just need money. Oh my gosh. I worked hard for it, I got this. Because that attitude will not help you to access the grace of God in your life. Just not your action, but your attitude moves God. That's what it says there. See, good things can become repulsive if there is no good attitude. You, you work hard, God blesses you with a salary, you get that salary, you buy your wife a nice dress. And then the next day, saying like, for the next six months, you say, every fight you say, the dress that I got you, after all the dress that I got you, this is what he showed me. You buy them a car or whatever. 
sometimes ceos of companies have that you know they think they have people working for them and they god blesses that company and they to give salary they give the salary and say look at that man's attitude i gave him that salary his family is surviving on the salary that i gave him and look at his attitude and god is saying look at your attitude i gave you all that to give him see pride arrogance that attitude causes us to miss out on the grace of god don't give that way who look at david 1 chronicles 29 1 chronicles 29 you know one chronicles we haven't got to the topic as yet i hope we have time for that now i don't know why the spirit of god is leading in this way 1 chronicles chapter 29 Ten doors onwards. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation, and David said, "Blessed be thou, O Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever." The eleventh doors. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness, and the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty, for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and Thou art exalted as head above all. Twelfth verse: Both riches and honor come from Thee, and Thou reignest over all. And in Thine hand is power and might, and in Thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. David, as king, is saying it. Now therefore our God we thank thee and praise thy glorious name and look at the 14th verse but who who am i and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort for all things come of thee and of thine own have we given unto thee can you imagine that look at the attitude of david as a king he said lord all that i have the kingdoms the rulership everything that i have has come from you honor greatness favor everything lord strength victory you name it he's named it all he he knew amazing grace but after your victory against goliath or against a bear or a lion or philistines or amalekites what would you say would you say amazing grace thank you lord it came from you or would you say amazing me put your photo on the facebook and say yeah amazing me most of you have never tapped into amazing grace because it's all about amazing you The moment David said, "Lord, thine is the kingdom; everything belongs to you. You gave us, and out of thee, what am I, Lord, that I should be able to give it back to you?" Look at that. Look at his attitude. See, I didn't know what to do. Look at that. One Chronicles, you know, twenty-two. I was looking at it. It just gridified me. say malayalam word <laughs> okay one chronicles 22 verse 14 now behold in my trouble i have prepared for the house of the lord now behold in my trouble i prepared for the house of see the lord he wanted to build god a house you know that he wanted to build god a, a house and god said son you fought so many battles there's so much of blood in your hands you don't do it your son solomon will do it and what is david saying okay what is his attitude he could have said i don't have to do it okay okay she understood yet have you seen that am i in the ministry should i do something no somebody else is doing it okay 
look at David's heart. Why did God say he's a man after my own heart? When God said, you can't do it. If your son Solomon, then can I at least finance it? Can I do something for you, Lord? Okay, let him do it. Somebody else is preaching, can I hold a glass of water for him if he's thirsty? Somebody else wants to sing? Okay, can I go and help them with setting up those mics? Look at David's attitude. The moment if God were to tell you, you can't do it, what would you say? Okay, praise God. Nobody recognizes my calling. <laughs> okay. Pastor's got favorites now. Okay. But look at David. Lord, if you want my son Solomon to do it, let it be so. But let me at least finance it. Let me be a part of it, Lord. Let me do something. What did he do? And behold my trouble. I have prepared for the house of the Lord. He prepared. He prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, a thousand thousand talents of silver and of brass and iron without weight for it is in abundance timber and also stone have I prepared and goes on. But I was, you know, I was looking at it. One, see, thousand, a hundred thousand talents of gold. One talent, one talent is 33 kilos. One talent is 33 kilos. And how much is gold worth now? One kilo of gold? In Indian rupees, it's five million. Five million, one kilo of gold. 5 million Indian rupees and he had a hundred thousand talents of gold one talent is 33 kilos and one kilo is how much? 5 million, Five million in Indian rupees in dollars, I put it at 1.4 million dollars. And thousand talents, not 100,000, thousand talents is 140 billion dollars. Either you are mad, David, or you know something that we don't know. David, either you are mad or you know something which other people do not know. He prepared. Forget the silver, the gold, the bronze and the timber and the stones and the workmen and other precious stones. Just the gold. That is financial grace. When you realize, Lord, you give me, I give it to your kingdom. You are the one who blesses. Whoa. God could trust Abraham because God knew even if God asked Isaac, he would place it on the altar. David was called a friend of God, a man after God's own heart. Abraham was called a man after God's own heart. Why? Because God knew their heart was for him. We, we, you know, we sing Psalms 42. As a deer panteth for the living water, so my soul longeth for thee. And we think we are a man after God's own heart. <laughs> we pray for two minutes, sing that song one stanza, then get bored. <laughs> and we think we are the next David of this generation. this man wow Ooh. okay so tonight we just went there but tonight the word is grace the manifold grace of God but grace to see the supernatural happen in your life open your mouth and say the grace for the supernatural the grace for the supernatural the grace factor Amen. 
Hallelujah. You can, some of you can put your business name like that. The, great, the G Factor Enterprises. The G Factor. Whoa. Okay. Grace for the supernatural. Grace is God taking over your situation. That's supernatural. God taking over your situation. Lift your hands and say, Lord, take over my situation. Take over my finances, my health, my body, my mind, my marriage, my life, my business, the ministry, all that you've given me, Lord, the generations. Jesus, open your mouth, lift your voice. Open your mouth, lift your voice. And say, Jesus, take over. Jesus, take over. Grace of God, take over. Jesus, take over. Jesus, take over. Jesus, take over. We give you the control, Lord. Jesus, you are the Lord over it. We exalt you, Lord. We praise you, Father. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Grace for the supernatural. I wanted to realize that the supernatural is real. Over the natural, God gives the super. That is what is supernatural. Naturally, there is a certain element of things you can do. But supernatural is you need the grace of God. It is God's super over the natural. It says in the Bible that God created man in his own image and likeness. Our God is a supernatural God. And so the creation that God created, you carry His own image. It is not a miracle for the baby goat to look like mother goat. Is it? It is not a miracle. It is not a miracle for the eagle to soar like a mother eagle. It's just natural. The lion to roar like a lioness is natural. He doesn't go to a tuition class. Okay, I want to roar. I want to roar like my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather. They were all roarers. I also want to learn to roar. <laughs> Come on. You're smart, aren't you? <laughs> if you are carrying the image and likeness of God and God is supernatural, then the grace of God will manifest it forth out of your life. God created man to look like him. The first Adam that God created was supernatural. What do I mean by that? Look at Genesis 2 verse 19. Genesis chapter 2 verse 19. And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field yes. and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Amazing. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. In other words, God already had named them. He just wanted to see how whether Adam in his own image and likeness would say the same thing. To see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature and named that was it can you imagine he didn't he didn't carry an encyclopedia or a dictionary you know the other day we had a duck a flying duck come by our house lay eggs sat on those eggs for a time and then those eggs hatched 
and the little ones were on the ground here so we were trying to be foster parents for those ducklings and i was trying to identify the duck to see how we could take care of them so i took a snap saw it began to google to see it's it's flown from some other country to see where from where what do they eat what do they drink i mean what do we feed them i google google i got tired and i still couldn't find it and finally the cat caught them <laughs> okay sad into the story okay that's <laughs> Lord have mercy. Okay. <laughs> okay, forgive me. Okay, forgive me. Okay. But what I'm saying is Adam did not carry an encyclopedia or a dictionary. Do you know that the eagle species by itself is nearly 9000 the baboon baboon don't take it personal i'm just saying the baboon <laughs> lion <laughs> he named it so sometimes you read about certain things and you forget study things that you forget but because he carried the image of a supernatural god he walked in that grace to see it manifested he named every one of them he had a what do you call a photographic mentality so it that's it Amen. See God wants to confirm his deposit in you. That's where you see the function of a prophet. Or somebody who is walking in under the anointing, they come and they speak things because they see what God sees about another person, they say they say it out. called inherent revelation it's a inside somebody comes up and so you know inherent revelation inner revelation or inside information jesus knew what was in the hearts of men adam had that nature he knew what god had named them he called them impala elephant ostrich Why do I say that? Because you are struggling to know who you will marry. You are struggling to find out where you should put your money. You are struggling to find out where you should build a home. What career to choose? But the grace to tap into the supernatural brings out what God's purpose in your life is concerning all this. It is not just for some prophet or a preacher to say something. It's just not for you to see. Okay, what is out there? Let me see what is out there. Let me choose. Let me ask advice. Let me. There's nothing wrong with taking advice and all that. But at the end of the day, you have to know God created you in His own image and likeness. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Are you born again? Do you have the Spirit of God abiding in you? Then He will give you counsel. It'll always be confirmed if the confirmation is. You know, you are looking for a legitimate confirmation. The people above you in the Lord will always confirm it. But if you think you know it, and the man above you is going to say no, it means it could be your flesh, it could be your emotion, it could be what you want, and not necessarily what God wants for you. But you're never afraid to ask your spiritual mentor. I felt this in my spirit, Pastor. Would you confirm? You know why? Because a pastor will never, you know, disconfirm what God has confirmed into you. because then he would be resisting the spirit he would miss out on a relationship with god over a period of time 
you're struggling to know what carrot to choose. May that season be over, never again in the name of Jesus. Say, I'm activating the supernatural by the grace of God. Say that with me in the name of Jesus. I'm activating the grace of God in my life for the supernatural. I'm activating the grace of God in my life for the supernatural. I'm activating the grace of God in my life for the supernatural. Amen. Why do I say that Adam moved in the supernatural? The second reason, Genesis 2, 22, 23. And the Lord God, 21 onwards. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. Say, Adam was sleeping. Adam was sleeping. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. See? <laughs> Adam was sleeping when God made Eve. And God brought Eve to Adam. And Adam said, Are you testing me again, God? I know where she came from. It's the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. 23rd verse. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. How did Adam know it? Supernaturally. Adam knew woman which means man with a womb. Womb, man, that's what it means. How did he know? Inherent revelation. Inside information. The grace of God inside of you will activate the supernatural. The Holy Spirit baptism equips you to move into a prophet to know what God's purposes are about your life. Tonight, may those dimensions be opened over your life in the name of Jesus. Say amen to that. Let those dimensions be opened in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, type amen in that chat. Hallelujah. Amen. Let that be activated in your life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And Adam moved in the supernatural effectively by moving in three realms in the land, the water, and the sea. In the land, he could name all the animals on the land, but he had to get into the sea to name the fish. <laughs> Woo. They don't come to the land. He had to go down there. That's why Paul said, 24 hours I've been in the deep. The belly of the sea. And didn't die. 24 hours in the belly of the sea. And didn't die. Jonah was in the stomach of the whale for three days and three nights. And didn't die. Why? Supernatural existence. God keeps you. Lift your hand and say, I will supernaturally exist by the grace of God. Supernaturally exist by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Supernatural lifestyles is going to be somebody's portion from today onwards. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. by the grace of God. Amen. 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 So, so Adam went into the sea and said, you are tilapia. You are the shark. You are white shark. You are a red pomfret. What do you say for Karimin in Malayalam? Pearl spot. You are pearl spot. He went up 10,000 feet about, look at the eagle and say, Brahmini kite, you are eagle. 
you're the golden eagle. There's a supernatural realm. I'm speaking into your life tonight. In the name of Jesus. He had a naming ceremony in the heavens, in the heaven, in the air. <laughs> Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In the New Testament, Paul was taken up in the, I mean, Philip was taken up in the spirit. Can you imagine that? Check it up. That's a supernatural. We're going to step into those kind of seasons now. Amen. In the supernatural, there are no limitations. Lift your hand and say, there is no limitation, no limitation of, time, of time, space, space or, matter or matter in the supernatural, in the supernatural realm. realm. In the name of Jesus, by grace of God, I will step into it. Amen. God says to you, you are not permitted to be limited in anything in your life. You are not permitted to be limited. Limitations break off by the grace of God. Limitations break off by the grace of God. Adam lived sicklessly. John G. Lake would say, sicklessly. Sickness free. And even after the fall, he lived to be 930. Almost a million years. Can you imagine that? 930. He would not get tired, exhausted. By the time we are 40, 50, we are tired. <sighs> Adam, 930 years old, not exhausted. Even after the fall. And you and me, we are the new creation. Whew. Somebody's brainwashed you to be limited. But I'm going to remove that by the blood of Jesus tonight. May you understand the word of God. May this be a revelation to you. May faith be stirred up inside of you. May you move into the realms of glory and grace. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Adam was clothed in glory. Do you know that he was clothed not with clothes but with glory? It's only when he fell, he suddenly realized he was naked. But his, the material that he used before his fall was light material. <laughs> That's what Psalm 104 says, light material, just glory, just light and will of them. Amen. See, glory is the climate for the supernatural. Where God's glory comes, supernatural. Jesus in Cana, turned the water into wine. This was the beginning of miracles. This is how he manifested his glory. That's what the Bible says. So glory is the atmosphere through which the supernatural happens. Every man has fallen short of the glory of God. Every man has sinned by falling short of the glory of God. So sin actually limits you. But the moment you say, Lord Jesus, your shed blood. And you say, Lord, I thank you for that. I want to walk righteously. I want to walk in your grace. I want to reign with Christ. Then the, the blood of Jesus sanctifies you, redeems you, saves you, makes you whole, and you're so righteous by the blood. You become so aware by the grace of God that you begin to walk with the Lord in another level of grace. Righteously conscious, walk in. just a thought out there born again person will never go consciously sinning if you're consciously willfully continuing to sin somewhere you are not tapped into the saving grace you're just using the cliche born again If you continue to fornicate and sleep around and you say you're born again 
you're not born again you are born against <laughs> you're not born again you're born against you might fall into sin but you repent and you come out of it but continuous habit lifestyle of sin as a I go to that church I go to that what oh, that's my pastor tap into the saving grace of God no condemnation here but tap into the grace of God humble yourself and say lord I need your grace save me because it is in the glory realm that the supernatural is manifested hallelujah amen glory be unto the name of jesus we don't have time i still got so many things to say so to walk in the supernatural what i would say is walk with jesus stay with jesus is christ in you the hope of glory living in his presence his presence is the natural climate for the supernatural see sometimes you come to the church a church or you come to a church and you say the presence of god you feel the presence of god because we value the presence of jesus we're not just having trying to have a meeting the climate in the church have it in your home i have it in my home here have it in your office because god cannot be present and the supernatural cannot be absent can you imagine that there's a saying that when people come let them not see let them not feel you but let them feel his presence when people come let them not feel you let them feel his presence when they see your face let them see something of god let it remind them something of god they looked at stif stefan stefan and his face looked like an angel so something of god angel when they hear your voice let them sense something of the voice of god through your voice is not as important as who you carry in your life Christ in you the hope of glory and awareness that I carry Jesus I carry his presence live in his presence amen hallelujah I heard a man of God say if there is anything in my life that is competing with your glory lord let it be crushed Israel became Israel when Jacob died Look at one scripture John 12 23 and 24 24 we know but look at 23 And Jesus answered them saying the hour is come that the son of man should be glorified the hour is come when the son of man should be glorified see for glory to be glorified so the glory is the presence of the supernatural his presence brings in the miracles the signs everything for the son of man to be glorified the time is come, come. the 24th verse now Verily verily I say unto verily, you Verily verily I say unto you except a corn of wheat except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies it abideth alone but if it dies it bringeth forth much fruit 
the time of glory has come to be glorified but the corner we should die die to the self more of jesus the less of you oh my heavenly father how i long to be a spotless vessel where all can see more of you and less of me amen we don't have time we'll just take the song after this amen we're just going a little bit of amen see god's grace will always flow in your life and remember this when you value his presence as number one when you die to the flesh and the grace help, helps you to do that it's the grace of god that helps you to die to the flesh and when you keep the kingdom of god and the assignment of god in front of you above everything else why would god give you the grace of healing if you will never help somebody else out why would god bless you with a tremendous amount of surplus if you're just going to spend it on yourself i'm not saying you know don't spend it on yourself there is a proper place for that god gives you that to enjoy also but there is a part where continuous grace to prosper comes when you keep the kingdom of god and say lord what does your kingdom need what is what, what, what how can i help what do you want me to do when you keep that consistently and i even i have realized one thing you know you can sometimes be good and sow a seed but more than the amount of the seed it is the consistency and the attitude when you the attitude and the consistency the same way when you keep the kingdom lord your need your need god's grace begins to flow 